Now, Sunday is decision day for Labour MPs choosing a new Prime Minister. Under a rule introduced in 2021, if the party is in power at the time its leader vacates the job, the caucus can elect a new one as long as they have a two-thirds majority. Otherwise, the decision goes to the wider party membership and unions. While joining us now is former Labour MP and Chief Party Whip and Chair of the Labour Women's Caucus, Sue Moroni. Kia ora, Sue. Oh, kia ora. As you observe this, how do you reckon, while well, it came to this, how was this able to happen? Oh, look, it's, um, it's one of those weeks, isn't it? Everyone says from time to time that a week can be a long time in politics, and this is absolutely one of those weeks where uh, everything has changed, and um, it was a little surprising about the, the timing of Jacinda's decision. But look, you know, she has an incredible legacy that um, that she leaves behind, particularly around her style of leadership. And I, I think both domestically and internationally, she has changed forever um, the set of dynamics that people think about now when they think about political leadership because she was able to be brave and empathetic at the same time. Um, she was very authentic and professional. Um, she could be dignified and humorous uh, all at the same time. And... So those are, I think, new leadership attributes that, that people can now embrace. And, and I, I think that's a great legacy for her to, to leave. So she's going earlier than anticipated and before the end of the term. Is that a fail on her party's part? Should they have done more to insulate her and share the load? Because she is essentially burnt out. Well, look, I think that the, uh, the good part of this is that she's been able to recognise uh, where she sits personally, and, and I guess that's the only decision that she can make. Um, I, I think all politicians face an incredibly difficult time with, you know, with the exposure that they have now with social media or, and, and mainstream media, I should say, as well. Um, I think that that's, that's a real lesson to be thinking about is, uh, you know, with politicians, of course you go into that role and you expect to be debating things vigorously and robustly. You expect that people will challenge your ideas, but what none of us should ever expect or accept is that our families become targets. Um, you know, unless they are, they are part of the issue that, we are, that we're talking about. And it's just completely unacceptable that, um, that people's families or that they personally, not their policies or their ideas, but there are personal attacks on our politicians uh, of any gender, that just has to stop. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Well, um, this will be the first time that the new rule that you um, correctly described before will be tested um, under Labour's constitution. Uh, very interesting because during the debate in 2021, um, one of the uh, reasons for accepting the change was the idea that it was unlikely to be used um, because, um, you know, apparently no Labour leader had ever enjoyed um, uh, more than two-thirds support for, uh, from the caucus uh, and, and historically, and so therefore it was mostly going to fall to the membership to um, continue to make this important decision for their party. Um, but, you know, lo and behold, we find just, <laughs> just 18 months later that, in fact, it looks like the caucus is determined to use um, that new role to make the decision themselves by finding a way to have two-thirds of them agree on one person. So it's going to be very interesting to see if that can occur. Um, Do you think some... it's possible, Sue? Oh, look, it is possible. And I think the one example that is 
very, very recent in our history is that Jacinda Ardern, when she was the sole nominee for the Labour leadership, there was unanimous support in the caucus for um, for her uh, taking up that role. So, so there is a precedent um, for for this occurring. Um, that did happen in that instance, but it was within a very narrow window that was already in the Labour Constitution. That we are, you know, where the decision fell within, um, in that case, seven weeks yeah. before a general election that that the caucus could determine. But but this is now a wider determination by the caucus. There are some interesting voting blocks. Um, within that caucus, uh, the uh, the Māori caucus is probably the one group that is very capable and have demonstrated their capability of voting as a block. Um, now, there's 15 of them in the caucus. Um, if, if 20 people were to not support the person being put forward, then then the vote will go to the membership. The the Māori caucus quite frequently uh, will work with the Pacifica caucus and, and if they do that in this event they you know they hold incredible amount of power in this decision coming up on Sunday. So you've been a party whip, chief party whip, right? What's gonna be going on behind the scenes? Oh there'll be lots of discussions. There'll be lots of phone calls, there there will be lots of counting <laughs> um, occurring, particularly uh, you know it, it's I have not operated as the party whip under this particular system of securing yeah. two thirds of the of the vote of caucus. So that's going to require um, quite a lot of counting, <laughs> quite a lot of honesty amongst people. And um, you know that I'd have to say that in my experience, uh, you know, MPs in a pressure situation like this might hold their cards quite hold quite close to their chest about who they in fact do want to support. So it does, it's going to require a high degree of transparency, honesty and trust for them to be able to get to a place where two-thirds of them can support a person if that's what they're wanting to achieve. Do you reckon it should go to the wider party membership? Oh, look, I've always been a fan of greater transparency and democracy. Um, I always believe that, uh, this is my personal view, that the more people involved in the decision from a wider uh, perspective as possible, then the better the decision is likely to be. Um, people will say that uh, that has proven not to be true in the past, um, but but there has also been you know equally instances where caucus only decisions that become quite you know can become quite tangled up with um, people's own personal ambitions and and a bit of horse trading that goes on around that. Um, you know whether it's a superior model or not, I, I don't subscribe to it. I I like to see. Uh, more people be involved in critical decisions like this, particularly in an election year where really the party needs its party volunteers and its support base to really get engaged and get in behind it if it has any chance to win the election. Who's going to emerge as the new Prime Minister on Sunday, so? Oh. <laughs> or who would you <laughs> back? Come on. Who, who, who would you back? Oh, I, who would I back? Oh, here, here's my analysis of it, um, Lisa. I think that if the caucus is of a view that they want a safe pair of hands, um, and a proven experience and someone with a skill base, they will go for Chris Hipkins. If they decide that they want to get a bit more edgy than that and they want to get a bit of excitement in the election campaign, then Kitty Tupper Allen is, is a really strong prospect from that perspective. And if they want to go somewhere in the middle of those two options, then Michael Woods. Are you um, edgy or sorry. safe hands, Sue? Very quickly, are you edgy or safe hands? Um, I would go safe hands if I had to make a decision on this at this point. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. That is Sue Moroni, former Labour MP and the former Chief Party Whip.